Welcome to episode 46 of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. I'm your host, Taylor Ringgold, and Griffin Warner, my co-host, is here. And before I say anything, your boy, Taylor Ringgold, is running, I don't know, on the last two days, Monday and Tuesday combined, maybe four hours of sleep, because at my other job, I work at WFAN Sports Radio here in New York City, and I covered the Yankees and Mariners the back-to-back days. And let's talk about this game real quick. The Yankees had three hits in 13 innings and struck out 14 times and had a team worst left 10 runners in scoring position on base. Didn't score a single run. Tough game. Tough, tough game. And I just got home. I'm recording this Wednesday morning. Everyone's listening this Wednesday morning. I uh, we're recording this at eight o'clock in the morning, so I've been home for an hour. So I'm tired, but I'm ready to go. Ready to talk some baseball. I just need to get off my chest, Griff, and we have some best best to recap real quick. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for what a beautiful introduction that is. Uh, and you didn't even mention the the New York Yankees base running last night, which was uh, uh, that was fucking the worst the first part of it. I, I, I'm trying to IKF needs to get cut. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Big changes for a guy with no sleep, uh, playing GM and everything. Yeah, uh, best bets went about as well as the Yankees game for me. Um, unfortunately, I took the Mariners uh, two nights ago. And uh, Logan Gilbert just, I mean, didn't really have a lot of answers for a Yankee team. Um, Josh Donaldson, of all guys, didn't really expect him to be uh, He's showing up fire. as the Grim Reaper. Um, but, yeah, uh, but you got to win. So you uh, restored faith in the podcast, a one-on-one record um probably only lost a little juice if you play both both of them yeah orioles came up with a big w uh clutch hitting this orioles team is sniffing the postseason when i'm saying sniffing they are right there it's pretty impressive to see how the orioles are uh, a playoff team and i'm saying that now i think they can be a playoff team they can and actually let me say let me say, uh, did not save juice. That so one on one, if you played both of our plays, would have been profitable because the O's were a pretty big underdog. Um, so we don't, you know, one on one will get you done sometimes in this sport. And I'm glad to say that we were profitable um, from Monday's podcast. We're going to do that again for Wednesday. And thank you all for uh, if you were accessing this, this usually on Tuesday nights. Sorry that we didn't get this out to you that night, but we had a lot of scheduling stuff to do, go through. But we're we're up early both before our jobs or before we go to sleep, whatever we're getting out for you. And we're going to hopefully give you That's a right. on this only the best script, only the best from RJ Bell's dream preview MLB edition. We just bring it to you every freaking episode. Doesn't freaking matter what time it is, what day it is, who wins, who loses. We bring it every single episode. And before Griff, we get into our Wednesday card. Let me give you a little breakdown about this Hitman contest I'm talking about. So beat the Hitman NFL contest, $500 first place, and a $500 bonus. That's right. The Hitman earned a profit of 52.65 NFL units last season. For this beat the Hitman NFL contest, the contestant who earns the most NFL units wins $500 cash. And if the winner earns more than the Hitman did last year, then the contest will get winner will get an additional five hundred dollars. So for the kids at home that know how to do some math, that is a thousand dollars cash total. Enter today; it's free. Just go to pregame.com and then click on the contest to find the NFL Hitman contest. Do it now; it's free. Come on now, guys! Thousand dollars could be yours, like that. All right, Griff. Let's go. 
This Wednesday card is Wednesday nasty. card, baby. Wednesday it's card. Nasty. All right, Griff, let's go. You know, it's uh, that's a, a, exactly the lead in I was looking for. We'll start on. There's a lot of day games, so uh, hopefully we can get this uh, sent out to you all right before uh, a man named Zuch Zuk Zuck Zich starts for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, apologies, this is a new name for me, uh, but he's at Taiwan Walker. Uh, the Mets are a huge minus three oh five three dollar favorite. Um, and unfortunately these two teams are one's competing for a world series potentially. And the other is competing for the number one draft pick. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know a lot about, uh, Cincinnati starter, um, but I'm not in the business of playing three to one underdogs in the sport at this point with two teams that don't care. Um, or one team that doesn't care and one team that cares a lot. So, uh, what do you got here? Uh, Taiwan bounces back from pretty bad outing against the, the Braves. Yeah, I think so. And, Watching Carrasco pitch on uh, Tuesday night was incredible. He pitched great. I'm not even know what fucking day it is, guys. Like I said, I'm all over the place. But, yeah, the Mets have been playing really well. Uh, I think I saw maybe fan graphs were the ones that put out a the uh, probability of the team will win the championship, and the Mets are the favorites as of right now, percentages-wise. So the Mets are rolling through and winning ball games, and I do expect Tywin Walker to bounce back against a really, really bad Reds lineup. Uh, doesn't hurt when you face the Reds after you win four to five against your division rival. Uh, Mets are up seven games, so I don't, I don't blame uh, Fangraphs for putting that out there. Hopefully, they do better than uh, any of the projections from five thirty-eight. Mexico, Washington at Chicago, Josiah Gray, Justin Steele. Steele's been striking out the world, um, but also the defense behind him. I, never mind. I'm not going to start that rant again. Uh, Justin Steele, a minus 171 favorite at home. Over-under is eight. Uh, Josiah Gray has been up and down this year, to say the least. And uh, th- at least there's not a lot of home runs in the Mets lineup. I think they're more of the contact uh, singles-doubles variety. But um, I, the Cubs are a little bit different situation there for sure. Uh, I just – I don't know um, – the, the Cubs, I mean, they they came back from the dead last night, still lost the game, and uh, yet they show up again as a minus 171 favorite. Monster number for a, a pretty poor team. Yeah, it's a monster number for a poor team, but Justin Steele has been pretty reliable for this this rotation this year. And I, I picked him before this year uh, once or twice, I'm going to say. I can look back at this the records here, but I know once, definitely. And he pitched really well for me. Um, yeah, if, if I was uh, if I was betting on this on this game, I probably want to take Justin Steele. Uh, the you know Josiah Gray has has shown his uh, has shown some uh, bright spots. His true colors, his true colors might be that he gives up too many home runs, and Justin That's Steele true. will strike out a million batters today. So Good. might be a sneaky DFS or fantasy pickup. Uh, if I like that. that sort of thing. Next would go San Francisco at San Diego. Jake Junis at Sean Manaya. Uh, Manaya minus 161 favorite over unders eight and a half. This has been a pretty good series so far. I know you were uh, wrapped up in Yankee land on the West coast this, uh, this earliest week, but um, two games that went both ways. Josh Hader was awful last night. I can't imagine he worked because he worked the last two. Sean Manaya, as you saw in your best bet last week, not to bring up skeletons, but uh was awful and has been really struggling. Jacob Junis hasn't been great, but uh, has a good slider. And uh, I, I feel like I like the giants here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not opposed to that, Griff. Manaya really pissed me off in, my, in his last start. He really did. And but 
and watching this past game, I, I did watch highlights since I was up so late on Tuesday night. The uh, Childs walk off home run. Juan Soto goes deep for the very first time. Josh Hader is very worrisome. Uh, you know, we thought it was kind of a fluke, but his last six or seven outings as a Milwaukee Brewer, and then he's doing it again as a Padre. So, is it something to to worry about in San Diego? Who knows? But uh, Junis could be. Uh, Junis has some good numbers this year, so maybe take a look at that. I'm worried. Well, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's been a lot of smoke. Uh, not the good kind coming out of Josh Hader. Next, we'll go Miami at Philadelphia. Sandy Alcantara at Noah Syndergaard. Uh, Syndergaard, a, a slight minus one twenty-one favorite, considering the direction that both these teams are going. Um, over under is seven or seven and a half, depending on uh, where you're shopping, which isn't a lot of runs. Um, and I think it speaks to the Miami the problems with the Miami order. I gotta say. Uh, but currently the Phillies are 13 games over 500 fighting for a, a wild card, whereas the Marlins are now 11 under. So these teams have gone completely different directions. The difference here is Sandy Alcantara, who bounced back from his poor start with the Met against the Mets with a complete game. I believe it was a complete game shutout against the Reds. And yep. uh, he's uh, he's pretty, pretty good. Um, got any interest in Miami here? Uh, I do. I definitely do. And the reason I think a lot of people would maybe take the other side, uh, which is I don't know how you do, but the Phillies have been unbelievable in the last 10 games. They're nine. They've won nine in the last 10, six in a row. They are trying their best to climb up top of that division. Right now they're sitting up top of the second spot in the wild card right now, right behind the Atlanta Braves. But I'm still might be taking Sandy Alcantara. I know Sandy against the Mets individual division rival uh, struggled two starts ago, but he bounced back against the Reds and absolutely dominated the piss poor Cincinnati Reds. Sorry for the Reds fans out there, but come on now. Um, so I, I do like Sandy here as the underdog, which is again we've seen that a couple of times here. But the last time I think he was an underdog was against the Mets, which is two starts ago, and he got roughed up. So maybe Vegas knows something we don't know. Uh, I mean, I think you got a favorite Philly, and uh, we actually spoke so much about the Pirates and the Reds early in the podcast that I think uh, all Reds fans still support us uh, because we went through the tough times with them, and they they went through it with us as well. Next, we go St. Louis at Colorado. Jose Quintana at Kyle Freeland. Uh, Freeland's a plus. Excuse me, Quintana's a minus one forty six favorite. Overrunners eleven and a half. Uh, the Rockies absolutely pantsed the St. Louis Cardinals last night. <laughs> yes, and, they did. Um, <laughs> I got to say, Kyle word. Freeland is, is, uh, I don't know if he's a capable starter in the year of our Lord 2022, but he can handle, um, he knows how to pitch there. I'm not sure that Jose Quintana, who doesn't have much swing and miss, new, uh, trade acquisition for the, the Cardinals coming over from the Pirates. But I, I just, I think it's Freeland or nothing for me at plus 135. Yeah. This is definitely going to be a, a tough start for Quintana, and I think they really need it after getting absolutely shellacked. Randall Gritchett, former St. Louis Cardinal great, had himself an absolute monster night. You see um, Ryan McMahon hit a ball 495 feet, hit a moonshot. That's a Colorado home run, if I've ever heard. But uh, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Kyle Freeland, to be honest with you. He scares me the majority of the starts he's had. Last three starts, he's up a total of five and runs. Not bad. In about that's I can't count, but that's over fourteen innings. So, uh, I think that's would be I think it's about nineteen and two thirds innings pitched the last three starts, and only allowed five earned runs. That's not terrible for Kyle Freeland. 
but walks are high though, five walks. But uh yeah, I'd be a little, a little wary on Ben and Kyle Freeland. Yeah, a little weary, says the guy with no sleep. Next we'll go Pittsburgh at Arizona. Hey, hey, enough with that. I know who Kyle Freeland is. I'm the real Kyle Freeland lets up 30 home runs a year. No, I know that for much. That was that was a compliment, but you know, I guess we're a little testy on the other side uh, of the screen. Uh Pittsburgh at Arizona, Mitch Keller at M- Madison Bumgarner. Uh, currently, Bumgarner minus one fifty four favorite over under is eight, and uh, I gotta say that's a really really respectful price for a guy like Madison Bumgarner, whose numbers are way better than they should be. I think Pittsburgh's not been hitting, and they've got a little bit of a weird bullpen situation with Bednar on the on the IL. Um, Crow's been filling in pretty well, but they've got some other issues in the rest of the bullpen. They've got a lot of issues. They're the Pirates. Uh, shout out to our Pittsburgh listeners, by the way. Um, <laughs> I I gotta say it's it's Keller or nothing for me. I mean, everyone's got issues. We'll put it that way. Dude, it's the second second episode in a row we did a shout-out. We, we talked so much shit about the Pirates, and we're like, yep, shout-out shout out our Pirates fans. Uh, look, it happens. Sorry. But I, I think what I think Bumgarner is one of the players this year that's shocked about, I think, everybody. I know the numbers aren't, like, staggering, like we're, like, Sandy Alcantara numbers, but for Madison Bumgarner, these are pretty good numbers. 6-10, and 3 ERA. Uh, you know, this this rotation has been up and down, usually good, kind of bad, all over the place. Um, maybe Bumgarner could continue his old man success in this matchup. Arizona just couldn't uh trade him away. They needed to keep their assets, and this is one of their uh primo. Big, huge asset. Next we'll go uh to the AL. We'll go to the Angels and Tuki Toussaint looks like he's gonna start uh against Tui. your guy. Paul Blackburn. I mean, Do-do. finally back in the show. I don't know how he's been dodging us for so long because we do three podcasts a week. But Blackburn's a minus 125 favorite. He has been dodging us. He's a minus 125 favorite. Over under seven and a half. Despite the uh, draft Dodger, podcast Dodger, whatever we're calling Paul Blackburn. He's certainly not a Los Angeles Dodger. But um, the Angels, I mean, got a good win last night behind uh, Shohei Otani. One mistake from Caprillion, and that was pretty much the game. Um, but I, I don't really know what to say about these two teams. I feel like the Angels are pretty much the Spider-Man meme pointing at the Oakland double-A athletics and no, you're terrible. No, you're terrible. One team has Otani. They get priced like they're way better than they are. And, uh, so that makes me lean to Oakland. Very funny. Very, very funny, Griff. I do like my boy, Paul Blackburn. I love that. That was very funny. You make me laugh with six hours of sleep. Actually last four. But keep going. <laughs> I was going to say, because you're on zero as we speak. Uh, numbers are just flying around here on the uh, MLB edition. Next, we'll go to New York Yankees at Seattle. Nestor Cortez, Nasty Nestor at Robbie Ray. Um, coming off a, probably a sleepy performance, most likely, not only from our guide, Taylor, but also the New York Yankees living on the West Coast, probably up till 5 a.m. local time or whatever the heck the time it would be uh, by the time they got into their hotel rooms at the Hyatt or whatever it's called. Uh, currently Cortez still a road favor of minus one twenty five over under seven, uh, and I think the big question here is how how much we can trust Robbie Ray. He struggled most recently with the Houston Astros offense, which is uh, probably about the worst right handed lineup you could face if you're a lefty. There's a lot of righties in this New York Yankee lineup as well. Um, a lot more swing and miss, but also a lot more power you got to worry about. And uh, I don't, I mean, I, I lean to Robbie Ray, especially considering. What a tough and brutal road trip it's been for the Yankees, not just our my co-host. Um, what do you think Nestor does today? This is a huge start for Nestor. This is probably one of his biggest starts of the year. I, I, and the reason being, you, you need a bounce-back win after this 
horrendous overall play. The pitching and the defense was unbelievable for the Yankees. Garrett Cole absolutely shoved the bullpen, shut it down. One earned run in 13 innings is fantastic pitching. The defense was great, but the hitting and the, and the base running were horrible. I think Cortez can keep things going. The thing I've been very impressed with, and I'm it's almost making me lean to the Mariners in this game, is the bullpen was fantastic on Tuesday night. And it was really good when the Mariners were in the Bronx last week. This bullpen for the Mariners with Matt Brash and Andres Munoz in the back of that pen, you have a couple of the guys that are just sneaky, sneaky good. You know, Paul Seawall's a good guy out there too. They have a lot of sneaky good guys. The Yankee bullpen's been pitching great too, but um, is this is going to be all up to Robbie Ray? How long Robbie Ray can go? The Mariners have a better opportunity to win this game. And it looks like Diego Castillo is probably coming back. Oh, the line, the line just changed as, as we're talking. Ooh, wonder what uh, everyone's it's now. It's Nestor Cortez is at minus one twenty-two. I think it was just a minus. Yeah, three cent move. Nothing, nothing too much to be crazy about. But certainly, uh, you'd expect probably most of the money to come in on the, on the Yankees as the. Uh, but th- now they're tied for first in the American League. So uh, watch out for those Houston Astros catching up. They get to play a lot of baseball against Oakland Athletics, and I guess for that matter, the Los Angeles Angels now of Anaheim. Don't forget that. Uh, next, we'll go Toronto at Baltimore. Uh, one of the biggest surprises, continuing to surprise, uh, Jose Barrios for the, the Jays visiting Dean Kramer of the Baltimore Orioles. Currently, Barrios, or Barrios is a minus 144 favorite on the road, over-unders eight and a half. And uh, if you just literally bet the Orioles every day, you could probably retire before this podcast ends for the season. So maybe that's what we should be doing. Uh, Dean Kramer, not going to strike out a lot, not really going to do a lot that's impressive, but uh, his team's going to hang in this game. Barrios certainly isn't a perfect uh, pitcher. He's going to have some trouble with a, a weaker Baltimore offense. Um, I don't know. Can can the Jays stop the slide here, or do we bet the momentum team? Only problem for me with Baltimore is their bullpen situation. Bautista worked the last two nights. They don't. They traded away a lot of bullpen assets, so I'm not really sure what to expect from this one. But you, you got to lean to the Orioles here. I'm telling you, man, this team is so freaking weird. They have some odd dudes pitching out there and getting the job done. Adley Rutschman is looking like the it's going to be the best catcher in the league next year. He's playing really well. He knows how to call a freaking game. A great game caller. Anyway, with Dean Kramer on the mound, last start, six and a third innings pitched against the Pirates. Four hits, no earned runs, two strikeouts. But his last stop prior to that, Against the Cincinnati Reds, only lasted four and a third innings pitch, six earned runs. Dean Kramer this year has been pitched really well up until around uh, July 16th. Is he around 215? Ton of innings, you know, ton of innings for a guy who really is like a spot starter. 57 innings pitch right now. Uh, ERA is around 343. You're right, man. It's like, how do you not lean? How do you not lean Orioles here at, at, Plus one thirty three, a home dog. I feel like you should. Yeah, problem is, uh, I mean, they, they'll be an underdog anyway. But when you look at the bullpen situation, Felix Bautista has worked the last two days. Their closer, he has not worked three days back to back to back uh, this season. So I don't think must win for the Blue Jays. There. Must win, must win for the Blue Jays. Need this W. They're yeah. they're only ten games over five hundred. Wild cards getting thin there. 
So, I mean, the O's are only two games behind them in the uh, wild card, so they're probably not feeling very comfortable as we speak. Next to go, Cleveland at Detroit. Aaron Savale at Drew Hutchison. A friend of mine went to the game last night. Um, and in pure uh, Tigers fashion, they did not win, but, you know, we made it competitive late. Uh, Aaron Savale is a min- minus 161 road favorite is banana land to me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, over under is eight. And problem is Drew Hutchison, I mean, probably on his fourth, fifth, t- tenth team, whatever. Um, <laughs> former Blue Jay great that didn't really stick and now has found his way to Detroit uh, a little bit below the border, but still displaying Canadian flags, apparently. And now Savali is actually up to 169. So I, I'm going to have to mention that because that's kind of nice. And, uh, I just don't have any idea who's betting the Guardians in this number. It's it's Detroit or nothing, and uh, I'm hoping it'll be nothing for me. Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how anybody's betting on this game in general. I mean, this pitching matchup's horrendous. Savali last year, I'm pretty sure he pitched pretty well. Am I correct, Griff? He was like not a bad pitcher last year until, until he got hurt, and then this year he was probably the worst starting pitcher in baseball for the first month or two. Um, yeah, and. I, he's been better since then because he's not the worst ever, apparently. But um, it's not been smooth for him. They had to bring in Class A last night after Eli Morgan was uh, walking in bases loaded. Um, and just one of those games where I feel like the Guardians, you know, there's a lot going on in the AL Central. They've now worked their way into first place, tied with the Twins, um, helped by the Twins, just having a real struggle playing the, the Blue Jays and the Dodgers back-to-back. But uh, mm-hmm. without further ado, I'll move on to the next one. A good Texas rivalry here with the Rangers and Glenn Otto visiting Justin Verlander and the Houston Astros. Verlander are minus 310 favorite. So we're getting dog days of August. We got the $3 favorites all over the place. Uh, over under seven. And uh, the Astros came back from a pretty big 4 nothing deficit last night on Martin Perez. Um, I don't know that uh, the, the Rangers are going to get to Verlander here. And I think Otto is going to have one of those struggling performances. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not an advocate of three dollar favorites, but I don't really see a lot of of angles for the Rangers here. Yeah, your boy Glenn one hundred one hundred one eight hundred auto ain't doing anything against the Astros and Verlander fifteen three one seven three ERA. This could be arguably his best season. He's he's creeping up there. You know, I think his best season, of course, is his MVP year. But these numbers are absolutely off the wall for the age he's at. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Um, actually, it just it just went down to a minus two seventy seven, so it's not a three dollar favorite anymore. Wow, we we got a lot of movement coming in here. A lot um, of movement, and you could probably describe the Justin Verlander fastball the same way. Uh, hopefully, his twenty five to one on the Cy Young that I said preseason will come through. Next, we have Chicago White Sox and Johnny Cueto, another disappointing team, but they're in the race for the AL Central. They're visiting Kansas City and Chris Bubich. Currently, Cueto, my 132 favorite with his probably four strikeouts per nine innings. And over-under is eight and a half. So odd to see the White Sox as a road favorite, but they do get to face a lefty, which is basically what they're built to do. They're not built for right-handed pitchers or anything else, but lefties is who they hit hard. Um, it's a little weird for me to, to see Johnny Cueto as a road favorite of this this magnitude, considering he's uh, really about as smoke and mirrors as it gets right now. Um, but... I don't know that the Royals, I mean, they played pretty well yesterday in the, the first half of the doubleheader, um, but I just, I don't know that they are a team that I want to back here with Bubich having to face a team of, of lefty mashers. Yeah, Johnny Cueto has had a really impressive season at the age of 36. 
Last start against the Rangers went the distance. He won eight innings against your Texas Rangers. Three run runs, 11 hits allowed, though, but went eight innings. ERA is a 2-9-1. I'm impressed for how well Johnny Cueto's been. You know, he is the veteran in that rotation. That rotation does, you know, has Lance Lynn, who's also aged a little bit, a little veteran there in that rotation, but... You know, these are the these are the teams you got to beat to maybe try to keep yourself contending in that division. So maybe Johnny Cueto could be your man. Yeah, I mean, he's been thrown well. I, I don't think that he's the profile of a good road favorite. So it, it'd be Royals or nothing for me. Now we'll move to interleague, and we got Tampa Bay visiting Milwaukee. Uh, Mr. Springs visiting Brandon Woodruff. Currently Woodruff a minus 151 favorite, over under 7.5. Uh, very juice to the under. So you might see some sevens out there as well. Uh, Woodruff should be able to mow down and mow through this, this raise offense. Jeffrey Springs has been uh, solid, but isn't probably going to give you a lot of innings. Then you got a, a decent raise bullpen behind him, but certainly not the lockdown uh, bullpen we know from the past. Um, I would like to find some reasons to back Tampa Bay because I feel like Milwaukee's got some bullpen problems that they don't hit very well, but I think Woodruff at home is, is probably a tough, uh, tough cookie to crumble. Yeah, big strikeout guy, Brendan Woodruff, 104 Ks right now. Maybe look for a little prop bet, see where we can go in the strikeout totals. Uh, Springs has pitched very well this season, but um, I think this lineup, this this Brewers lineup has been a little impressive as of late. You know, with Hunter Renfro hitting really well, Willie Adams has done decently well, you know, and uh, I, I think Woodruff will overall will have a nice game against this Rays lineup. Yeah, um, surprising to to read that Willie Adamas is the home run leader for the Milwaukee Brewers. Wouldn't have probably guessed that going into the season. Next, we'll go. He's got, more, he's got he's got more pop as his career has prolonged. Yeah, so. uh, supposedly he really struggled to see in the Tropicana Field uh, when he played as a Tampa Bay Ray. Um, and I guess if you can't see the ball you're trying to swing at that's coming 95 miles an hour at your head, it's probably hard to uh, get a lot of power. Next, we'll go Atlanta at Boston. A uh, uh, a battle of former Braves, because um, that used to be what the Boston Braves were and moved to Atlanta. Um, Kyle Wright at Nick Pavetta. Got some good history for you as we're grinding our way through this this episode. Um, Kyle Wright, a minus 142 road favorite, over-unders nine and a half. And I think it speaks to how much Nick Pavetta's been struggling lately. He's had he's has good stuff. Harnessing it is, has always been his problem. And uh, the, the Braves are a better bullpen, better lineup, better starting pitcher. So it makes sense they're a favorite. Uh, you interested in uh, Kyle right here? Yeah, I, I honestly thought I thought there would be a little higher than one minus one forty two, being that the Red Sox are clearly out of it. Uh, they just lost their ace, who really hasn't pitched in two years for the whole season. Chris Sale, um, their bullpen is I don't know whose bullpens are uh, his. Their bullpen's probably worse than the Twins overall, but <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to be taking the road favorites here. Well, the Twins have been adding to theirs. Uh, the Red Sox sure. have not been doing much. But, yes, sad to hear about Chris Sale, the perennial injured uh, Chris Sale. Joe Biden could could withstand a, a bike falling over. Uh, Chris Sale, not so much. Next and last but not least, we'll go Minnesota at the Dodgers. And Sonny Grace is uh, on the road at Ryan Pepio, a big prospect for the, the Dodgers. Looks like current number I'm seeing DraftKings only got one line out there. It's minus 145. That feels very short to me. But – over-under would be nine if, if that line is actually indeed correct. Um, I just don't really see a reason to – Sonny Gray's had good numbers, but I feel like there's 
uh, some devil in the details there where he's not the same type of strikeout guy he used to be. The Dodgers are rolling. Um, not exactly the spot I want to go into and fade them at this point, I got to say. So uh, nothing for me on that one. What do you got on – are you as concerned as I am about Sonny Gray? Yeah, a little bit. You know, Gray, throughout his career, I think there's only been a few times. I mean, one offhand when he was pitching for Oakland, Griff, when he was first rookie year in the postseason, he pitched really well. And I throughout his career against big-time teams with big-time lineups, he struggles a lot. It seems like when it gets into that moment, he does not have a lot of success. I know we're, we're not talking like an October game. But this is a game that's a you need to win these kind of games against the Dodgers. And we're talking about the Guardians who are now tied at the top at the AL Central with these Twinkies. And yeah, it's definitely a bummer facing off the Dodgers and you know, but you, you gotta win these kind of games. I just don't know if Sonny Gray can do it. I hope he can, but I don't think he will. Yeah, I think he might have a decent outing tonight, but as you mentioned, then you go into have a fight, a dog fight in the bullpens, and I would definitely favor the the Dodgers there. Uh, and that'll, I guess, conclude our Wednesday card. So thanks for sticking around. We'll have our best bets coming in just a second, but want to give you a, a ten dollar off for all listeners. This MLB podcast use the promo code HIT ten because uh, we're all getting hits tonight. Put it that way. Um, and without further ado, for our best bets, uh, Taylor, since you. Uh, you have the honors. You have the tee boxes. You won your, your last pick. Uh, who do you got for tonight? I'm going to roll with the Miami Marlins at plus 111. Uh, Sandy Alcantara, been on the best pitchers in the games. I know he I, he was an underdog in my last best bet with him against the Mets, and he did not win. I feel like having a, a nice bounce back start. I want to try to look up his stats real quick. Um you know, I understand the, the Phillies are, are red hot. You have certain players that are absolutely mashing the ball. Um, what's his name? Ryan uh, Hoskins is having himself a nice, solid week, which it's always nice to see him hit. But, you know, Sandy Alcantara is my front runner for the All Star, for the, for the Cy Young. Uh, right now, he bounced back, started against Cincinnati Reds, going to complete game shutout. Hopefully, he can withstand this powerful lineup. That's, what we've seen with the Phillies in the last 10 games, six game winning streak. But I do have a feeling that Miami can maybe stick it out, give a couple runs for Sandy. So Miami Marlins plus 111. All right. Marlins plus 111. I'm going to go Seattle Mariners plus 112. Uh, home underdog, Robbie Ray. I feel like the, the Yankees are really just trying to get out of town, get back to their stomping grounds in the East Coast. Nasty Nestor, I'm just not sure that I believe in him as much as uh, his numbers and his win gaudy win loss record speaks to uh, and i think it's gonna be a, a tough game for the yankees real real late night last night um didn't end up well as taylor has already mentioned and i think there's gonna be a big problem the yankee bullpen and availability today chapman and clay holmes both worked the last two nights can't imagine they're available today and seattle is likely adding uh diego castillo to that bullpen and they're gonna just get deeper and deeper and i feel like that sets up Robbie Ray. He's going to have a tough time with the Yankee lineup, but I think it's going to go in the right direction. So I'm going to give you Seattle plus 112. Taylor gives you the Marlins plus 111. You can follow me on Twitter at the real underscore G Warner or Instagram, but uh, would love any sort of interactions that you got on, on uh, via pregame, via wherever you're, you're catching this podcast. Thank you for supporting. Uh, go ahead, Taylor. 
All right, kids, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Taylor Ringgold. You can also follow me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Ringgold. And you can go on my website where it has all my video content and interviews with other athletes and broadcasters, TaylorRinggold.com. Go subscribe to this podcast. Look, we grind and we all have different jobs. I have three tall jobs. Griff has two. I mean, more. I don't know. Griff, do you have more than one, more than two jobs? Uh, good, good podcast listening. I'll take whatever jobs out there, man. That's all. All right. So we, the point is we're grinding. We keep working hard. We are giving you the great content here at pregame. This is RJ Bell's dream preview MLB edition. Episode 46 is in the books. We will catch you guys on Friday's episode. Of course, we'll give you some, our recap of our best bets, some best bets for Friday and our Friday card and my favorite segment. A weekend series spotlight so we'll catch you guys on friday peace